Radio. My name's Justin. I chose Three Ninjas for Brendan and Nathan to give their take on. The movie's about three children who take down a crime ring that the FBI couldn't handle. I had to look that up. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Since I was probably 10 years old. I loved the movie as a kid, but I cannot imagine that this movie holds up. I look forward to finding out whether the guys agree. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Welcome everyone to What Were They Thinking, a podcast about bad to questionable movies. I am your host, Nathan. With me as always, my trusty Scooby-Doo, Brendan. Yes, I am that man that you named, named Brendan. Right, right, uh, the Scooby to my Shaggy. Yes, it is definitely me. But it wasn't me. See what? Yeah, yeah I got you. I, you I got, got you. there. Yeah, right. And uh, as I said, this is what were they thinking? A podcast about bad to questionable movies. And uh, this uh, this month is listeners' choice month. It's always a great idea to have the mm-hmm. internet tell you what to do. Always a great idea. Sometimes it can go kind of okay, and then sometimes it. Uh, well, we'll see what happens at the end of this month. <laughs> yeah. So, but this, uh, starting it off, I think we're kind of actually easing into it. We got a movie with uh, some production value. It, it made major release. Uh, it was fairly well received by the target audience at the time. No, no. The Encounter is next week. <laughs> yes, of course it is. But we, this week we are talking about Three Ninjas uh, by Touchstone Pictures, a.k.a. Disney. And this is uncoolly not on Disney+. And I actually wondered that, too, why it wasn't. And I believe it's because another company owns the rights to all the sequels. So I think Disney is just like, you guys can have Biding it. Biding their time? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe that. Maybe that. That's It's going to be the... Bi- Listen, it's going to be the biggest deal of the century. Disney buys the rights to the Three Ninjas franchise. It's all happening. We could finally get that Three Ninjas <laughs> cinematic universe. Yeah, the three NCU. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I I saw this movie uh, when I was in in the middle school, beginning of high school, I think. Uh, it's we got you know it's pretty self explanatory. I mean, it's about three ninjas, and uh, they're all. Uh, young lads uh, who have been trained in the deadly art of ninjutsu by their loving grandfather, Mori. <laughs> now, I know it's spelled M-O-R-I, but I couldn't help but think of Mori Povich every time they said this guy's name. These uh, these young lads, they're trained uh, in the art of ninjutsu they're, uh, by their grandfather. Their dad is an FBI agent who is apparently working like I'm pretty sure he should actually be ATF because mm-hmm. he's taking trying to take down arms dealers. Um, 
and uh, he he just can't cut the mustard. Uh, so the boys have to step up and dismantle an international weapons ring. Also, hilariously, he hates ninjas. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, and well, hilarity ensues. It tries to anyway. Um, it definitely tries to. <laughs> this is. Um, I was gonna say I. I would consider this like uh, to steal from another podcast. I would consider this enough to be a Brendan's never seen because I don't. I definitely have, but like I don't. I didn't remember shit about this movie. Like as soon as it started and ended, I was like, I may as well have just watched that for the first time. I was just like, I think I have. Like I feel like I definitely have seen it, but like I don't remember any of this the only thing I, yep. when, when they started doing hiya 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 every two seconds i was like <laughs> oh i kind of remember that <laughs> that could have been a trailer i don't know could have been or it could have been one of the sequels because pretty sure they they do that to no end in the sequels as well yeah i definitely watched high noon at mega mountain so many times because of the hulkster and jim varney <laughs> i think i watched it once but i don't remember <laughs> i've seen it a few times uh, so like, like you know what you know, sooner begun, sooner done. Let's let's dive right Pitter into it. Pitter patter, Justin. Thank you for the movie. Let's get into it. Plot. So we start off a uh, ninja summer camp with Gramps. Mm. The boys are uh, away. It's the end of their summer vacation, and they're being trained in the deadly art of ninjutsu by their grandfather, who's letting them use uh, throwing stars. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> we got a note here. Um, ninjutsu, I mean, they're all being trained to become, like, movie ninjas. Like, they're all being trained to be on, like, a ninja <laughs> squad in a movie. Like, that's what the training is. Because yeah. it's all this, like, oh, you know, uh, take this little, like, those little gas, bo- those little smoke bombs. He's like, you gotta learn how to you, how to throw it and make yourself disappear. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> this is, it's just movie tricks. Yeah. The, the, the shuriken thing, I've always found that uh, interesting. Now, as a kid, um, I always liked the idea of the ninja star and and seeing it used as a as a throwing object. But I I came to find out later in life that it was actually uh, originally or uh, ideally supposed to be like an all purpose tool, like almost like a knife used to like undo ledges and and uh, open locks and things like that. Did not know that. Um, yeah. I will say in this movie there is a scene early here where. <laughs> they attack their grandpa like to have this whole like oh let's see if we can catch him off guard throwing ninja stars at him like they could yeah. have murdered him <laughs> yes yes they could have they could he could have ended up like poor butters in that one episode of south park oh god <laughs> just victor <laughs> wong was like ah for like the whole episode <laughs> whole then they have to dress him up like a dog to take him to a vet and everything oh uh, this movie would have taken a turn <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. Um, we get like, is that a montage? I don't know because it's not. They're they're doing a lot of talking and stuff in it, but there's a, it's definitely like a, um, almost like a collage of training things that they do within this. But it's not like you know they're it's like the, the, the best around. Yeah, nothing will ever bring it. That's not playing or anything. Um, the kids are training, so that's so they can get their little wisecracks off. Because uh, they uh, there's at uh, one point that uh, someone makes note that you know next time try attacking in a non-smoking section. No, oh. see, 
Because <laughs> they use the smoke bombs. If you like jokes like that, settle in, get comfy. This is like uh, dad joke the movie. <laughs> pretty much. I actually, <laughs> my fourth or fifth note is like, <laughs> the cliche brothers wrote this, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the like the Wachowskis or um, the Coen brothers, but all they do is write just stilted, hacky dialogue <laughs> the, the cliche brothers. And there's also like some obnoxious voiceover from all three of the ninjas at the beginning. And I was like, please tell me this does not last the whole movie. And thank <laughs> the Lord above. It was only for about 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, so after they have their, you know, we get this kind of montage that's not really a montage. They get their ninja names, mm. which is like a like it's a big. And they're like, we already have names, Grandpa. And then he's like, no, these are your ninja names. Did you notice also like and when they? Oh, just sorry, I don't mean to go back again, but like ahead. real quick in the voiceover, they they make sure they specifically say our Asian grandfather, <laughs> which I thought was just <laughs> I just yes. thought that was weird. There was a there was a lot of of reaching done in this movie to get them to be related to him i yeah i i will stay right i will say right here bordering on um, impossible yeah because okay so the boys their mother is half japanese i mean quote unquote right and uh because their their grandmother was apparently some Atlantic City honey with big blonde hair and huge boobs. When we found that out, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" And then, yeah, yeah. And so, the, like, I guess through the lineage. But you're telling me that, like, through all of this, and I know they say that uh, uh, Mori's daughter is like half Japanese or whatever. But like, you're telling me that like none of those kids would have been anything but the lily white uh children Kids that, that they, they are. are yeah right <laughs> like come on movie so okay they get their ninja names yeah rocky colt and tum 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 because he's the fat one guys because <laughs> his energy starts and ends with his belly mm-hmm. as maury lets us know but he and also the bo- s- saves the whole fucking day which we'll get to later <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that um but um and uh the, the kids are also kind of bummed because their dad is a bit of a workaholic and we find out that dad is he's working for the fbi smash cut to dad working for the fbi but we do think at first that he's a bad guy Right? A, a little bit, yeah. Because he drives this dude who is doing the worst undercover work ever. He literally mm. just has, like, the... He, he literally just put a dishcloth on his head. And he with was, a, like... With a ring to keep it on. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, I'm the evil Arab oil baron or whatever. Making a deal mm. with uh, an evil ninja named Snyder. See? The cliche brothers. Hard at work for our <laughs> enjoyment. Wait, when he cuts someone, do they call that the Snyder cut? <laughs> you, you, you you used it early you used it early nah, you, you, you could have saved it towards the end yeah well <laughs> i have no willpower right uh and of course um the the snyder the bad guy has an army of ninjas who are the dumbest fucking ninjas in the history of ninjas but they take down the fbi 
yes, they take down the FBI, but as we'll find out through several encounters through this movie, they are no match for uh, some middle schoolers. He also, yeah, he also <laughs> has access to um, what I wrote down are look to be Fisher Price rockets. Well, no, they're they're um, they're mortars, but they look real fake. <laughs> they look like children's toys. Well, they're not they're they're not the kind that you would put in like a rocket launcher, or either the kind that you would you know you ever watched a war movie and you got the guys who they they, they throw the rocket into the tube and it goes poof, yeah, and it goes off and it, that's what those things are. It still didn't look right. Like part of it just looked like a toy. Well, you know what? That's a that's a very distinct possibility because this whole thing reeks of we want to merchandise. Oh, and I mean, I spoiler alert, they definitely did. Yeah. So, uh so we see this this arms deal going on and and uh of course, uh the the guy, you know, the guy who's supposed to be the the, the you know, the Arab fellow making this this deal. It's not, not a very good agent. Uh, so much so that he like gets so close to the guy, to Snyder, that he can be grabbed and used as a human shield. Okay, and you said the ninjas beat up the FBI, and we already talked about how dumb both groups are. But the FBI, all of these agents, guess what they have, folks? Fucking guns. Yep. <laughs> these ninjas don't have guns. Yep. There's, not yet. Uh, <laughs> and and the, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but there was like just I'm not gonna get into his his incompetence, but just to get to be able to get that close to be like snatched up and grabbed, especially if he knows he's gonna be doing a an arrest, and you don't get him within grabbing distance. Yeah, it, and again, why doesn't that guy have a gun? <laughs> right, like he's the one that I would give the gun to. So, all right, so they. The whole deal goes south. The the ninjas descend upon the FBI. Uh, mayhem ensues, um, and of course, Snyder gets away. And Dad is none too pleased. And then we cut back to to ninja dinner with uh, Mori Tanaka. Yep. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know what? I I want to watch that on TBS dinner. And uh, sorry, ninja dinner in a movie with Mori Tanaka. <laughs> Kicks and coffee. Dun dun. You know what? There's all kinds of stuff from the 80s that they could play. We could watch Ninja 3, The Domination, Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Mark for Death. You know, there's just so many that they could play, and, and I would watch every every week. Don't we find out? Yeah, so, and then they find out the whole family dynamic, basically, that, like, this uh, FBI agent Sam is married to uh, uh, Mori Tanaka's daughter. And, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 we, and we get to see a picture of, of Grandma and her boobtacular greatness yes with her big hair and uh old tom tom's like whose hand is that grandpa whose hand is that grandpa and you know what and when uh when you're watching as a kid you're like geez why isn't grandpa answering him and as an adult i'm like yeah shut up tom tom i got stuff to do the kids um were a bit grating at times a bit yes yeah. um but uh nin- ninja dinner is interrupted uh as uh Snyder uh decides that he is going to um he, he's going to descend upon uh Tanaka because we but, we but, actually but how do they re- how do they know that he's there Nathan 
Oh, he's got like this weird uh, motion sensor thing set up where lights go off in the in the Japanese mask that he has hanging on the wall. Yep. And it like blinks and does it make an audible sound? I want to say that it did. I think it does. I wrote down who set up that alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It, it would have been more plausible for him to sense that they were coming as, you know, a ninja than it was for Arnold Schwarzenegger to sense that the guys were coming in commando. I could smell them. <laughs> Stay downwind. <laughs> uh, so, did. I will say this about Snyder. Uh, he does care about his employees so much so that he has all of his ninjas outfitted with safety glasses. Yeah, I noticed that, that too. That was the fucking weirdest thing. I don't understand that. Uh, so much so that I thought his little Woody Allen, uh, Rick Moranis henchman dude. Oh my God, that I thought guy. He was, well, I thought he was one of the ninjas because of the glasses. And then I kept seeing all of them wearing them. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, now, obviously, this being a touchstone release, uh, Disney related, it was probably filmed out in California. Uh, I don't. Is that an OSHA thing? Maybe I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, operations, safety, and health. That sort of like. Stephen Izzy, get at us. Yeah, you guys lived out there. Let us know if the, if you were a ninja, and I know you were, Steve. Did you have to wear safety glasses to practice as a ninja? You can hit up Montrose with it, or uh, you, me too. I know you've got no, not not me too, as in like hashtag me too, but you know me as well. You can hit me up on on uh, the Twitter, yeah, as well. But man, I'm yeah. Uh, so okay, Snyder wants uh, Mori Povich to or Tanaka to uh, help him out because he wants him to get his annoying son-in-law off his back, so he can get this business deal done just for a few days. And, and Tanaka refuses. We must note he is meeting with uh, Snyder outside and has instructed uh, the boys to stay inside. And and just like the little un- insufferable shits that they are, they don't listen. Nope. They do beat no. up a bunch of ninjas, though. They do. And ninjas, I mean, in fairness, the um, the ninjas made some pretty poor weapons choices in bringing rubber swords uh, to this fight. <laughs> Also, if you think about it, they've brought swords and they go to fight with the kids. So, like, are they just going to murder these children? There, There's that. There's also the fact that they've brought swords and they work for a weapons dealer. Yep. I mean, I don't feel Snyder needed to hire ninjas. <laughs> Everybody, you can never, you can never have enough ninjas. Well, that's, you know what, that's, I can't argue that, that point. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so, they, you know, there's this, um, there's this uh, big fight and everything, and then when it kind of comes to, the, when it kind of culminates, and we get another exchange between uh, Mori Tanaka and Snyder, Snyder is talking about how when they were kind of partners or at least affiliated with each other, um, Mori would run karate studios as a front for his business. Right. Which leads me to ask the question, was he the mob leader from no retreat, no surrender? Because if you remember, he, the mob from the Chicago outfit sent, uh, you know, his lackey 
out to Seattle uh, or Sherman Oaks because it starts in Sherman Oaks, California, to, uh, <laughs> to to strong arm Jason's dad into letting them use his karate studio as a front for their operations. Same guy. Th- this is part of the No Retreat, No Surrender Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and the Three Ninja One? Jesus. Right. Yep. It's 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 the boldest crossover in the history of, of cinema. <laughs> Snyder also does this great like slow clap after they've taken down all the ninjas and Oh my god. He He's wants the him... worst cliched bad guy. <laughs> he even says at one point in the movie, I love being the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, unless you're Razor Ramon cutting a promo in the 90s, you can't just say that in a movie. Come on. I wonder if that, that's what inspired Big Scott Hall. There you go. He watched Three Ninjas, and he was like, I got it. And they, you know, they got the same you know, greasy kind of hairdo and ponytail. <laughs> I'm just saying, just putting that out there. But yeah, Maury's obviously like, no, I'm not going to train your terrible ninjas for you, Snyder. <laughs> because they're terrible. They bring rubber swords to a fight. <laughs> And also moral reasons, but also they're terrible. <laughs> well, you know what? I can't. He's taking the moral high ground now, but I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, he's only doing a... that because the kids are there. <laughs> is this where he, this is where he introduces them to the uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on steroids? Right. The, the training, the training dummy. Yeah, that looked like Stay Puff, the... <laughs> but like on steroids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. They, he he's uh, after Snyder goes away. Uh, grandpa then has to continue teaching the kids, uh, and he's teaching them about, um, pressure points in fighting. And he's got this dummy, as Brendan said, that looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man on some janky steroids. And, uh, he's got it wired up so that if they kick or punch, uh, a specific section of the dummy, the eyes will light up, showing that you hit the pressure point correctly. If you're off by an inch, it doesn't light up. And, of course, Tom Tom just spends the... Uh, the good portion of the dialogue that proceeded afterwards doing his best Bobby Hill impression. <laughs> oh. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> well, the grandpa does specifically point out one of the spots is right in the nuts. Yes. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. I just like how grandpa though is like also in the nuts, you know, <laughs> the ball. And you know what? I'll tell you this. Um, you know, I, I'd like to say that I'm an honorable guy. Uh, but if I ever got into any sort of physical altercation, I would be the dirtiest fucking fighter ever. Oh, that would be my first hit. Right. You go for the nuts, go for the neck, go for the eyes. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> over and then you can walk away. <laughs> or, you know, run away or whatever. Yeah. Drive away. Get a, I mean, get a few shots in before you take off. <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're up. <laughs> um the you you spoke earlier about the adr from the boys we get an adr whistle from schneider when he tries to when he's summoning folk because he he goes to whistle and there is he's clearly showing light uh for all of you that aren't in the know showing light is a wrestling term for when uh, a punch does not necessarily come in snug enough to make it believable (laughs) they go back home right they go back yes. home. On the way, they sing a song. They sing that uh, "On Top of the Mountain" song about oh, killing they, on their top teacher. Of, on top of Old Smokey, all covered in blood. This is the uh, this is the schoolyard parody version of it. Mm-hmm. Because they were uh, on top of Old Smokey, all all covered yeah, in yeah. Uh, snow, I think. And I, then I, I actually knew that the parody of "On Top of Spaghetti." I've heard as that a too. Kid. 
Right. This one is far darker. Yeah, well, they're talking about, like, I shot my poor teacher, poor teacher or whatever. And I'm just like, slug. I know... I know that I heard that back in the day when I was a kid. Oh, I absolutely did. But I think back and I'm like, fuck, that's rough. Right? <laughs> like, did we really sing that? Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Deck the Halls with Black and Decker. They're, they're that Christmas standard. You never heard that? Oh, oh my. Okay. As, as, a, as a grade four kid and probably grade three as well. Uh, there was a, a parody of Deck the Halls that we would sing about decking the halls with Black and Decker pulling down your pants and showing your pecker. <laughs> Wonderful. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is where they established the whole family thing, right? With the, the FBI dad that's just kind of like inv- too invested in his work. Which now, every yeah. time I see that character, by the way, I'm like... Yeah, they gotta make money for you, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, summer camp with Gramps is over. Uh, the kids are they're going back uh, to mom and dad. Uh, Grandpa's driving up in in a sweet fucking convertible. <laughs> um, and the the kids are wearing the most '90s sweaters ever, <laughs> like early '90s. Yeah, uh, this whole movie is a fashion plate. For the, like the, that early '90s era, where you know it was, it was not, you know, it, it's it's not. You can't say it's '80s, but you certainly can't say it's it's the '90s that everyone kind of knows and loves. It's it's that transition. Hmm. Um, we do get, they do establish here too that Rocky has a bit of a love interest with a girl named Emily. 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 Jesus. See our Neil Breen episodes for more. We're just bringing them all back, aren't we? For this yeah. one, no retreat, no surrender. Fateful findings. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Five. I mean, we've already talked about Rocky, so there you go. We did them all. That's a pa- that's a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> it is, actually is a Patreon exclusive. Hey, it you is a Patreon. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. If you when try a hundred times, you're gonna get it once. <laughs> I get it right every single time because every time that I say Patreon exclusive, I mean cut that blooper shit up, put it in a supercut, and throw it onto Patreon to be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> in this case, however, Rocky Five is legitimately a Patreon exclusive episode. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so three ninjas. <laughs> three ninjas. <laughs> uh, Snyder uh, is he saying, "Yeah, we gotta kidnap them kids." We get a kid while he's sparring with Woody Allen, Rick Moranis guy, right? Who which, you know? Why is he sparring with this guy? Right? You have mm-hmm. a literal, you have a ninja squad, and you pick mm-hmm. this nerdy little almost. I I was actually shocked that they did they didn't go with like Jewish lawyer stereotype. <laughs> but, <laughs> you look, you'll excuse me. I have to go get some bagels. <laughs> And that's all I mean by, like, Rick Moranis is that they don't go for the stereotype, but he's also kind of Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, Snyder doesn't understand that iron sharpens iron. I mean, <laughs> you don't pick a weaker sparring partner. You weak no. some, You pick somebody who is at or better than you. Why isn't he sparring with fucking... Uh, Rushmore. Rushmore. The, whatever the guy's name is. Yes. Yeah. Friggin' Professor Tanaka. Like, come on! <laughs> Um, yeah, so Nathan, you mentioned that they decide to kidnap. Who do they call 
to do this oh my, kidnapping. A fucking uh, proto Danny McBride is the only thing I can describe this guy. A little bit Kevin Smith. L- little bit. It's like okay, so it's it's like if Kevin Smith and Danny McBride did something unholy Ooh. and had an offspring. I like it. Okay. And then two other guys, and who cares and two, about them? And two other guys who are only known for this movie, as far as acting goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> although one of them actually did, uh, actually ended up becoming like a, I don't know, like a, a camera operator, behind the scenes guy. He's done, he's got a lot of credits for behind oh. the scenes stuff. I mean, good for him. Yeah. But these guys are, are like, okay, you could, if you didn't know what this movie was, and you just turned it on and saw these characters, you would think it was an SNL sketch turned into a movie. Oh yeah, no, absolutely because they they took all of the um all the nuance and subtlety of uh Bill S Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan and dumbed it down, like really dumbed it down. Yeah, they yeah, they just like they took those roles but forgot to add like the humanity. <laughs> yeah, let's get some most excellent beef jerky. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, we're robbing this place, dude. <laughs> yeah that's exactly. right us boneheads are robbing from you and they're all- i will say i will say this you know what uh good on them for at least knowing that they're boneheads well that yeah but that's the thing right because they're alternately dumb and clever at the same time because they oh, I thought you were gonna say dumb and dumber because <laughs> no, er. they, they they i mean they do <laughs> rob this place i mean they are they do seem like they've had some success but then also for most of the movie they're just shown as like complete buffoons which again Snyder, why are you why are you hiring these guys? Well, no, he didn't hire these guys. He hasn't seen these guys. These uh, guys, um, fuck, I can't remember the 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 Danny McBride, Kevin Smith guy. Let's yeah. call him a Danny Smith or okay. Kevin McBride. I like Danny Smith. Danny Smith. Okay, so Danny Smith is, um, you know, Woody Moranis's nephew. <laughs> yep. And uh, that's because that's what he said when we're going to kidnap these kids. He, he's like, excuse me, sir. I'm going to my my sister's kid. He can't say nephew. Apparently, my sister's kid. He's starting work for us. Before. He's very good. And it, it doesn't sound like this. I'm being terrible right now. But <laughs> <laughs> they they hire him. And uh, that's how he get, they get hired. It's not through Snyder. Snyder doesn't right. know these guys at all. OK, but um, then why does he hire them? <laughs> Because it's his sister's kids, and they're very good. They're, they're very Ugh. good. And, and they and they rob that uh, poor little man's uh, convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the middle of it, they get that call that you mentioned, and they're just like, "Dudes, we got to stop robbing this store. We got a real mission now." <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, then we 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 cut back to the the kids, uh, and they're getting ready for their their nighttime. Uh, you know, it's like their end of day routine sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what Colt is doing, but Rocky's talking on a, a tin can of foam that that's not how tin can phones work, by the way. No, no, no you there can't has just to, set it up on a goddamn tripod. No, it has to be like the, the string has to be pulled tight. So the vibration goes through the string and then you hear it. That's how it works. What were they sciencing? I mean, really, <laughs> we could say that for so many movies. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised you didn't first bring up the uh, Mario Three game. That's that was my next thing, actually. Okay. because I was saving the best for last. <laughs> okay, because Tom Tom, the smart one, is playing Super Mario Brothers Three, the greatest video game ever made. And they mostly got it right. The sounds are correct, but they're out of sync. 
I noticed that there was like jumping when Mario was just kind of walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's and that's you know ADR because we we've already mentioned the the ADR issues uh, within this film. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, man, and the unfortunate thing is that uh, in this exchange we get we get a we get a bad R. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, I wasn't shocked, but I will say that I was no because it was. It was the time that was kind of thrown around. It doesn't make it right, but I mean, no. that's why it's there. I will say that there was less of that in general in this movie than I thought there was going to be. There. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because that was a favored uh, slur of middle middle school kids back in the day. I can, As a middle school kid from back in the day, I can attest to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely used it a lot when I was a kid. This came out in 92? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been 15. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Rocky is like talking with his uh his little girl, his little gal friend there, Emily. Mhm. Emily. And Emily. Uh, the other two are and like making fun Rocky of him. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Which I don't know if it made the cut of the soundtrack, but it's an absolute shame if it didn't. Well, it's definitely not as good as the song that closes the film, I'll say that. No. Okay. Oh, you should listen to that song. Okay. <laughs> kind of stopped it once it was all over. <laughs> oh, no. Go, find that song. I'll send you the link. Okay. <laughs> um, but the the dudes show up, the bros show up, and their their truck says uh, or their van says die yuppie scum. So, you know what? Points in the good column for them. As far as I go. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, fucking, fuck. Those fucking assholes ruined every they they ruined the 2000s for everybody yuppies. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like how um I, actually i should say the 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 optics of this are a bit creepy because it's just three grown men driving around in a van around a suburban neighborhood looking for kids yes uh which is everything that your mother told you about yeah at that time yep. was happening yep. so this movie just reinforces that fear that your mother tried to instill in you about stranger <laughs> danger Guys, moms love three ninjas. Yep. So they're just kind of surveilling, and I and uh, I believe uh, Dad comes home, and there's cops and stuff there, so they're not going to make their move that night. We cut to the next morning. Uh, the boys are all going to school. Of course, they uh, they meet up with Emily. Uh, because Emily Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. And... Um, of course, they got He's got. They got to show off because they're they're riding to school and they got to ride through the construction site, do all kinds of wicked jumps and pop wheelies and stuff, as one does as a kid in the nineties. And uh, she's she's not having any of it because she either doesn't know how to do that or is not interested in that. So she takes an alternate route and is accosted by some bullies, one of whom played Doughboy in Boys in the Hood, uh, oh, the really? young young version of Doughboy yeah, in Boys <laughs> in the Hood. That's funny. Yeah. These are the worst, like, and you mentioned this is, like, written by the Cliché Brothers. Holy mm-hmm. shit, these bullies, man. Like, <laughs> you're, it, the guy says, like, when one of the ninjas is like, oh, my name is Colt. And they're like, Colt? Oh, what a name. Like, what? <laughs> like, and also, like, if if this was realistic, this movie would have to be rated R because these bullies would have been way crueler than this in 1992. Oh, didn't you ever hear the? Uh, I was saying Anthony Anderson had a has a bit. I think they they used it on uh, on Blackish once, where he's talking about talking smack, and it just it doesn't even have to make any sense. 
You just have to say it in a way that makes the person off their kilter about their, you know, their confidence. He's like, you could just be wearing a button-up shirt, and if you say things like, look at this button-up shirt-wearing motherfucker. <laughs> that's an insult. It's like, yeah. you've accurately described what the guy's wearing, but it's an insult. Yeah, fair. Uh, so they uh, they take Emily's bike. Um, then we cut back to the, uh, the Boneheads, uh, led by uh, Danny Smith. Uh, talking to uh, um, you know uh, what did we what did we settle on? For oh, him? Uh, Woody Moranis or Woody Moranis? Yes, Rick, yeah, because uh, yeah, Rick Allen just that just sounds too plain. Yeah. Woody Moranis, he's Woody, Moranis. Woody Moranis, and wasting some prime Metallica stickers on that phone booth. <laughs> Not gonna lie, those those Metallica stickers. There's some pusshead ones in there. Those are some solid stickers that should not have gone on a phone booth in modesto or wherever the fuck they are and listen i hope lars got paid properly because you know he really suffers he really suffers guys um (laughs) napster nearly put him in the in in the poorhouse you know what Mm. (laughs) if i'm just gonna get off for a second um when that whole thing happened and they interviewed him and he was trying to make his case about how you know he wasn't get they weren't getting paid for the music that they were writing or or that he conducted the interview about him not them not getting paid next to his gigantic pool in his mansion in California and it's like you know what my heart does not bleed for you <laughs> oh also i just want to mention we i forgot to mention this earlier but when they tell them when they tell the bros to like go kidnap the the boys or whatever that mm. one of them goes any little boys? And I'm like, who do you think you work for, dude? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. That was a loaded question. Um, but yeah, so, back to the bullies. Back to the bullies. Cause then we get it. We're, we're treated to uh, a basketball game. Uh, I did note that the, the, the kid who played Doughboy in uh, Young Doughboy in Boys in the Hood, he's wearing like an MIA POW hat. <laughs> So I don't know if he, if 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 uh, you know one of his relatives is a veteran or something like that, but I I feel that if if he's wearing that hat in support uh, of you know uh, an uncle or his dad or a brother or something like that, that's not how he intended you to use your freedom, kid. <laughs> Stop stealing little girls' bikes. Right. That's, it's the message that's absolutely behind this movie. And by the way, the bullies do win this basketball game, but can they really be proud of it? Because the the ninjas, like Rocky and Colt, give them a nine point lead in a ten point game to start. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the the boys basically just they school them, and of course, uh, they're by the end of the the, the end of it, uh, the bullies are fouling them left, right, and center. The uh, the the three ninjas are not calling the fouls. And, uh, of course, uh, the, the bullies win and now they have Emily's bike as well as Colt's and Rocky's bikes. Wah, wah. Yeah. We watched the international version too, by the way, guys, the the 95 minute version is apparently the international version. And I think the, uh, shorter version has some stuff deleted. I think it doesn't have like, I don't know. It's got something to do with the bullies. I'll find out and then I'll let you know. Okay, please do because I, I in, you know, in in and uh, to be fair, to be fair, I gave that one to you because I didn't give it to you last week. <laughs> to be fair, uh, 
Um, I would have seen. I was gonna say I don't. I remember all of this stuff, but again, I would have saw the international version because Canada. Yeah. There, yeah. Exactly. In, yeah, there you in, go. In theaters. So yeah. All right. So yeah, we got that, and then this is where the boys find out that Grandpa might be a bad guy. <laughs> Because yeah. they're snooping around in Dad's study, uh, trying to figure out why Dad's not ha- not Dad's not around. He's always working and stuff, and they want to kind of know about what Grandpa's doing or not Grandpa. What's what Dad's doing? Why he's never home for supper and things like that. And uh, the mom, who is absolutely respectful of all national security, just goes, "Oh, there's uh, there's some files there on the desk. Why don't you rifle through those? Uh, they're just your dad's personal work files. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's fine with you looking through them." And then he, they find the picture of uh, Mori Tanaka and the the boobtacular grandmother in the same frame. The other hand, the Tum Tum want to know who it was. It's Snyder. <laughs> And I think it's 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 Colt that sees this, yeah. And he's like, "Grandpa's a bad guy." But by the way, quick update: um, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff that it lists. But the one interesting thing is uh, the difference between the international version and the and the you know theatrical U.S. release or whatever um, is that after the the bullies win that basketball game, there's no comeuppance for them in the U.S. theatrical one. What? Yeah, I thought that was weird. That, like they they don't get like the bikes. Oh, you no. know I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it because we're gonna talk about it at the end. Yeah, and we're gonna treat all of our American listeners because I was kind of mean to them last week. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna treat them with um, possibly a uh, you know a reenactment of that scene, okay. just audio, and and uh, that'll be that'll be nice. It'll make up for for the the mean things I said last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so, yeah, Grandpa's a bad guy, Mom and Dad are going out, and apparently they've hired Mrs. Doubtfire to babysit. <laughs> She's useless. And you know what? The thing with this was I thought that she was going to be, I think her being like a, almost like a, a drill sergeant-esque type lady was going to, was going to give me some, you know, some little comedy bits in there. They didn't do it, because the kids are up in the room the whole time, she's downstairs the whole time, and um, the boneheads figure out the best way to kidnap these kids is to pose as pizza delivery guys. Yep. And they push a pizza in the babysitter's face, push her into mm-hmm. a closet. And one of the uh, guys is like, not cool, man. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, it's sensitive. And then the guy opens the door, takes out a slice of pizza. That's better. Um, 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 um. <laughs> yep. Because you get it because they're stoners from Southern California. And, and by the way, uh, so let's just um, check. I just want to double check the script. Uh, yep, it says right here is where Home Alone uh, starts. Thank you. <laughs> this is like for the next like 20 minutes or so, this is Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, the boys do see that this this happens to their poor babysitter. Uh, and they, they go back to their they want, they go back to the room, close the door. I also noted really sweet Shokashugi. Uh, or Shokosuji, however you pronounce his name, I'm not sure. <laughs> on the back of the door, him with that that holding the the katana sword up with the the getting ready with the haya, uh, because as you I know you like hearing that oh. so often the haya. Uh, I had one. I actually had a choice between that and uh, Shokashugi uh, drawing a bow and arrow uh, to fire, and it's like 
Shokushuki, the ninja, and then like a brief explanation of what ninjas were. I had that one. I chose that one over that particular poster. Uh, one of my many lifetime regrets. <laughs> but uh, you know what? My poster choices aside, three ninjas. <clears throat> three ninjas. Um, yeah. Colt. By the way, we I mentioned that this is like Home Alone in this part. I think Colt Colt intentionally references that because he even does like the the Macaulay Culkin pose, like holding his face and going. Yes, he does. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, we also uh, we kind of ran past it, but it does come into play here. The boys have the same security setup that Grandpa has. Yes, they have the mask with the fucking flashing light. Well, no, it's them. just it's just a red light. Yeah, uh, they don't enforce it. They don't have the intricate setup that Grandpa has with the mask. <laughs> right. They've just got to set up so that a, a light bulb will go off, and then they unscrew the light bulb so their mom doesn't know what that's all about. Like, I, I just, mean, I really? love how stupid <laughs> this fucking scene is, though. Like this whole sequence, because like. At one point, um, they're like beating them up in the dark, and they start hitting each other because they think they're messing with each other or whatever. Oh yeah, because the guy, the kids are like, they let's they basically let's suit up. They're gonna yeah. put on their 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 uh, their geese that their grandfather gave them, the masks that go along with their ninja name, uh, and they're gonna myrtleize these guys. Let's myrtleize <laughs> them, and uh, so they get out, and um, the guys, uh, the boneheads. Uh, come upstairs, and and Danny Smith actually notes, "Whoa, cool room." And you know what? He's not wrong. I mean, Super Mario Brothers three, the Show Kashugi poster, and a Gretzky in like early L.A. Kings era. Man, that's a cool fucking room. And a bunk bed. Yeah, a bunk bed too. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and, then... and, and 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 a and a and a tin can phone that defies all scientific logic. <laughs> yep. And they also like they go into the hallway at one point and they spread like oil all over the floors. And so they're like, <laughs> "We're coming after you, dudes!" And they like fall. And then uh, what are we calling them? <laughs> Kevin. Uh... Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh no, Danny Smith. Danny Smith. Um, yeah, not he... Kevin McBride. Danny Smith. Danny Smith. Because Kevin McBride sounds like a country singer. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Hmm. <laughs> but but they slip, and then uh, Danny Smith gets up, and he's like, oh, wipe out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, all their one-liners are after, like, bad things happen to them, for the most and, part. Okay, and, and so, yeah, like you said, uh, Rocky uh, defaces the mask that his grandfather gave him in, in a cherished, honored ceremony. Yeah. Pays it just straight white so he can use... It as a you know disguises camouflage and hide from these guys, uh, and then of course he beats them up in secret because they can't tell where he's at in the room that's totally white. Uh, of course, you know like you said they fall down the stairs breaking several bones. Well, they don't, but I mean they absolutely would. I actually have noted here uh, if this didn't have the whimsical music accompanying it, this is a horror movie. Yeah, well, fucking Danny Smith nearly gets hung by a noose. Right? Like, I was like, you're going to murder him. <laughs> Which, like, I get it. They're coming in to kidnap these kids. But, like, this is a step. This is a step past what I thought they were going to do. <laughs> and then at, at one point, they, they pour, like, liquid laxative into their milkshake because they're going to pepper bomb them. Oh, yeah. They've, they've mixed these pepper bombs with, like, like cayenne and like all the you know what i did that once as a kid and i got such a talking to from my father <laughs> uh basically saying that don't ever do that again because if you threw that in your brother's face you could legitimately kill him mm -hmm. 
because uh, apparently the uh, the capsaicin and, and the, the spiciness will actually take the person's breath away, and they can't you know they can't breathe. <laughs> I was actually shocked that the movie uh, was reserved in its exploration of this Xlax uh, storyline, like plot point here, because yeah. I I was really expecting a scene where they're just farting and shitting for like five minutes. I- I kind of was too. We don't get treated to that. But what does happen here is that they they do that. Uh, they lax the milk. Uh, the the guys they drink the milkshake to take care of the the heat from the pepper bombs. All while this is going on, Emily, Emily comes over, and well, she gets uh, lured over by Danny Smith, who I'm like, right. Emily, how do you not know that's not Rocky, right? <laughs> he doesn't sound like a fucking SoCal stoner surfer. He's like. Whoa! It's it's me, Rocky. I'm like a little dude, and it's like, what? Emily, that's not how people talk. No, yeah, and they <laughs> and put a gun to Emily's a gun to- head. Thank you, thank you. This this movie, the target audience for this movie, <laughs> are are kids. I'm gonna say, I'm I'm gonna say, kids, mostly boys, but kids, age range ten. To how old did I say I was? Fifteen. Fifteen. That way I don't. That, that way I don't seem weird. <laughs> Ten to fifteen, and <laughs> it. They they put a gun to a little girl's head. Yes. Luckily, just as they do that, the laxatives kick in. <laughs> yeah, and then Tom Tom like pounces down from the ceiling and kicks the other dude. Yeah. So the other guys they they scuttle off. They they le- leaving. Uh, 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 Kevin McBride. Nope. Danny Smith, Danny Smith. Uh, with with the with all the guns, so he can't really train it on uh, Emily anymore. Um, the the other guys they run off upstairs, and of course the the other guys they have to, uh, sorry the the three ninjas they have to they have to go out and and get these guys uh, to kind of stop them from attacking. They bust in on um, the Asian chap who then begs them, "Not in the stomach, dude." And they oblige him by punching him in the face. Not, and he thanks them. Not so the nice. other guy, though. They hit him right in the stomach. <laughs> they do. But he, in fairness, he didn't ask. He didn't. Right. How were they to know? You know what? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. If you don't speak up, you don't get, you know, uh, you know, the, the courtesy of not getting punched in the stomach while you're, you know, your belly's full of laxatives. It's like Hillary Duff said, raise your voice. Right. Exactly. Ex- and that's exactly what she meant. Uh, she was referencing this particular scene yeah and not her own film raise your voice right no no actually i feel that uh that because she had said that about this particular scene that is indeed what inspired that movie now i they do get off on a bit of a tangent and i don't believe there's no milkshakes with laxatives in that movie but still i mean really humble beginnings i mean there's only one way to find out if there is milkshakes with laxatives in that movie nathan so we watched raise your voice this week and this movie starts out with i i did the funny uh i i got i did get a dad joke in for the note here because uh when rocky's uh up top uh like (laughs) when he's attacking danny smith uh, he, he's sitting on top of a, a boar's head uh, that his dad has as like a hunting trophy. I was like, oh, look at that. They're going to bore him to death. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm not the same age I was when I watched this movie. <laughs> I do like that Emily is just like, 
mm, pop and like goes to grab the soda and they have to be like uh emily nope. that's the diarrhea cup yeah that's the diarrhea cup <laughs> yes like, i have that exact wording as my note <laughs> yep it's like wait that in, that implies that someone shit in that cup Right, right. It's it's you would need to explain that that is a cup that causes diarrhea, yeah. not that it's a cup full of diarrhea. Yeah, and you think you think Tom Tom would know the difference? But anyway, he would. I mean, that his, his energy starts and ends with his belly. That's right. Uh, uh, now we're going to Schneider's boat. Uh, well, or is this the M- the the ninjas with the M16s show up? Well, cuz yeah, That's this it. is Woody Mor- Woody Moranis uh odd job and all the ninjas show up and kidnap mm-hmm. the the kids. And they they they're ninjas with M16s. This is the first time they've had M16s in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "You know what? If you're just going to be an arms dealer who gives your henchmen guns, you don't need to hire ninjas." Just hire you don't need to train can... them either because I don't think he hired them. I think he hired them just blank slates, kind of the way Vince McMahon doesn't like to hire, you know, other like people who have learned other wrestling schools techniques because he just wants blank slates. Yeah. And he trains them in his style. <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying is that Vince McMahon is as terrible as international arms dealers. Wow. I think that's what I'm getting at. I mean, I think that's I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> He probably has more. Con- uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so they take the boys, uh, and uh, and dad, and mom get home, and obviously the, you know, uh, they're distraught. <laughs> Grandpa shows up <laughs> in his, his fucking ninja robe. His ninja robe is ridiculous. It is like too big for him. I think. Okay, not since Lee Van Cleef in The Master. <laughs> Have I seen such a woefully fitting ninja robe and such an obvious stunt double yes. when we get to the fighting? And I think that's the reason for the ninja robe being too big is that they can more easily hide the stunt double, even yes. though they don't hide that stunt double. Because guess what? It, the body shape is so different and he moves like a 20 year old man. Like there's no way that's grandpa. Right. Uh, so, but Grandpa, he, and of course, as we mentioned earlier, Dad uh, does not like the the whole ninja thing with Grandpa. But Grandpa's like, I love these boys too. Uh, give me one hour, and then as a sworn uh, officer agent of the 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 Federal Bureau of Investigations, he allows his geriatric father in law an hour's worth of grace time. To go find the boys. Yep, seems... That's what you do in investigations. Seems perfectly fine to me. It's absolutely reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... But, but before he gets a chance to turn around and actually tell Grandpa, okay, you got an hour, he turns around and, <gasps> Ninja, vanish! <laughs> that was so just, stupid! Just I was like, like in Ninja Turtles. That was so dumb. I was like, wait, okay, movie... He turned around for five seconds. I would. I want to see the cut of this movie, by the way, that just shows him throwing it down and then quickly running away. <laughs> and he, he he just gets in a car. <laughs> he just jumps in a on a bike and takes off. <laughs> Ninja. He tells he tells his uh, his son in law that no one will see him, and not because he's super stealthy, is because not only are Snyder's ninjas idiots they're also apparently blind yeah because he takes them 
out one by one with like no struggle. And there's several times where he's like, there's like that part where he's climbing up the ship rope yeah. to get onto the ship. <laughs> that light flashes on him and he is clearly visible. And any guard worth their salt would be like, oh, that's pretty weird. There's a dude climbing up the, the rope there. <laughs> does he does he forget about the stairs? Is it Jerry? It's got to be Jerry. Oh. He, he that he's he's a real keener, a real go getter. Uh, you know, just always wanted to train. Uh, so that's probably why he's not using the stairs or the gangplank. He's using the rope. You go get him, Jerry. You go get him. You you are gonna be employee of the month. Some ninja of the month. That's right. Go, Jerry. Wait, is Jerry seventy years old? No, he's got this back thing. Oh, okay. He tweaked it last week. Right. That's why he's walking like when that. When he fights, you know? he looks a lot younger. He does. He does because he's spry. That's Jerry. <laughs> that Jerry to a T. He is Jerry the Ninja is a spry ninja. Uh, and the fucking kids at this point still think that they're great. They're like, I still think Grandpa might be the bad guy. And I'm like, just Colt. Just Colt. Just yeah. Colt thinks that. Well, Colt's an idiot. And it, he kind of, well, he's, he's, and actually, this was the part where I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, huh. They need a Donatello <laughs> because they they have the same character traits as the Ninja Turtles, they but do. there's no Donatello. Yes. Because Rocky's the leader. Yep. Tum Tum is obviously Michelangelo. 100%. And Colt is Raphael. So, <laughs> and Grandfather is Splinter. Obviously. Yeah. Because he even hates pizza. Oh, shit. Boom. Mind blown. Who got cut? That's what I'm doing here. Who got cut? Blowing Right, exactly. <laughs> this should have been four ninjas. A young Joey Gordon Levitt weeps. <laughs> he could have been the, the, the nerdy brother who was super into science. Well, it would have been better than that movie where uh, Joey Gordon Levitt was uh, Patricia Arquette's child husband. Absolutely. Because, you know, is that you're talking about milk money? No, what the hell is that called? I don't remember what it's called. Um, uh, somebody will tell us. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Oh, Holy Matrimony is the name of the film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's where she has to, she's married to, uh, Patricia Arquette's married to another criminal and they, they go back to like, they go in hiding into like his Amish hometowns. He grew up as an Amish person and his little, He's, yes. Yeah. I know this. I, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I know this movie and that, I think that's why I want to think that it, I, I'm confusing with milk money Okay, because I think they may have came out about the same time yeah. and they have kind of sort of similar premises where, uh, you know, a fish out of water is put into like a, a more uh, reserved conservative uh, communal compound in this case, Amish. Holy matrimony is, Holy matrimony. is, uh, disturbing. <laughs> let's, All right. Let's move so on. Coming, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, they need a Donatello, and apparently one of the guards is an idiot. And, and actually, if you're looking at this, several of the guards are idiots because they put the boys in a room with a phone handset. Yep. So they can call the bridge, and they that's what they do. And uh, I think it was Colt or Rocky, one of them, puts on their best big boy voice and goes, oh, I need a phone check. I'm in the boy's cell. Call me back. And he hangs up, and then they, the phone rings. He calls back. He answers the phone, and then he beckons the guard and says, "It's for you." And the guard comes in, and of course they kick the shit out of him because you know they're middle schoolers, and he's a grown man. Yep. With possibly an M sixteen, I can't remember. Uh, I probably yeah yeah. And then and then the the next 
while is just a bunch of bunch of action shit. It's a bunch of fight yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is this note? I actually, why did um, Snyder change his clothes? <laughs> I didn't notice. That. He he went and put on his like silk pajamas. Well, I mean, he dressed. I'm, I'm guessing they're supposed to be his ninja garb, but he, those are he's he's wearing his sleepy ninja garb. Right. Right, he's gonna he he's gonna sneak up on slumber unawares. There's, a, there's also <laughs> <laughs> take that sleep. There's there's also a scene during this whole fighting montage where or not montage, but like you know collection of scenes sequence where the bad ninjas just kind of stand there while the kids are like fashioning together weapons from whatever they can find in the room. And oh I'm like, yes. how long are you going to let them do this for? They make nunchucks out of stuff because, okay, so they're surrounded. And of course, this is very reminiscent of the scene from the original Ninja Turtles movie where Michelangelo has this nunchuck showdown with another member of the Foot Clan, right? And uh, I know you haven't seen it. Oh, I have now. Uh, I have seen it. Oh, you have now? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's very reminiscent of that scene. But uh, but in order to show off their their um, their prowess with the nunchucks or nunchaku, uh, they make nunchucks out of just random things that are in this ship steerage compartment. One of which is a friggin' uh, two pairs of spanner wrenches. And they proceed to beat some the, the shit out of somebody with a pair of spanner wrenches that are strung together. That would hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And the, as you said, they just let them do it. Like, this is the third time I've actually noted idiot ninjas. <laughs> because these ninjas are idiots. <laughs> they still think that Grandpa might be the villain. And I don't know why Mori felt like he had to be uh, ominous. <laughs> he approached the kids just took out a ninja star like a knife a sword or whatever and just like reaches back he doesn't say anything and throws it and of course it goes just past them and hits like the ninja behind them but like couldn't he have said kills a ninja this is like the only legitimate kill that i can think of oh yeah that's true but why didn't he just tell the murders a guy in front of the kids why didn't he tell them to duck though right did the like he doesn't know he's in a movie Oh, the only thing I can think of is that he thought that the other ninja thought that he was part of Snyder's ninja army. So if he had told the kids to duck, he would have known, oh, something's up. I should probably duck too and not get a a knife hurled into my chest. But the crazy thing is, like, he doesn't know that anyone's suspicious of him, I don't think. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so that's why he doesn't yell it because that way he keeps up the the idea that they think that he is one of Snyder's ninjas, and then he just throws the sword and, and kills the ninja. <laughs> then, thus obviously blowing his cover. Yep. And then yeah. the ninjas just like uh, like all get their own fights, I guess, like Tom Tom, Rocky, and Colt. Um, and all this stuff actually it begged the question to me: How are these people international criminal masterminds? Because they get proceeded to get beat up by uh, three middle schoolers. Yeah, maybe uh, the, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust that two middle schoolers and an elementary schooler. Because Tom Tom's the youngest, mm-hmm. and and most kids' siblings are Irish twins about two years. Apart. <laughs> I don't care how good you are at, at being a ninja; you are children. <laughs> Right, if you if they get the crap if you get the crap kicked out of you by a kid in sixth grade, you are an awful, awful ninja. <laughs> yep, and then but then they do meet their match, Nathan. They fight off against Rushmore. Yes, 
or also known as Toro Tanaka, Professor Tanaka. But then, Toru, yeah. thankfully, their 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 Stay Puff steroid marshmallow training comes into Fuck. play. It's <laughs> <laughs> my first. I don't know you, Toro Tanaka. <laughs> and they they take him down pretty easily, honestly. Well, I mean, if they know all the pressure points exactly, then that's a plausible thing. However, I feel that a fella that size and as trusted by Schneider as he is would know to defend those parts of his body. Yeah. Like, this guy should not be defeated. (laughs) But they light him up, 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 light him up, up, up. Yep. Now we're going to have to pay for that. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Um but then of course the the big the big thing here is like we finally get the big showdown, right? Snyder oh, Ramps's final battle, yeah. yeah. Snyder versus Mori and he's like if you win uh I- <laughs> I'm picturing Zack Snyder versus Mori Povich. Yeah, let's do <laughs> In a it. Battle to the death. Let's do it. It it would be like five and a half hours. <laughs> the test show This is not your cut. <laughs> Um, this is where you get a lot of the the terrible uh, Tanaka stunt or Mori Tanaka stunt double shit here. Yeah, and more wobbly swords. Yep. Um, but I love how Tom Tom is the one who kind of saves the day, right? Well, just before that happens, uh, Schneider gets him with a Mister Fuji. Yes, he does throw salt in his eyes. It, it throws the salt right in the eyes, and it, it's or or you know, for all you non wrestling fans who love. You know, kind of questionable movies. He get he gets him with the uh, um, Bloodsport. Chong, no, yeah, Bloodsport. Uh, Chong Lee. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chong Chong Lee. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that movie's based on a real guy who did all those things for real. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we won't get into that. One day. Yeah. But yeah, he does. He throws salt in his eyes, and then, and then Maury fights pretty dirty too because he takes like the good luck jelly beans that Tom Tom gave him and just stuffs them in Snyder's mouth and chokes him. It makes him choke. Yeah, choke on your jelly beans. <laughs> and he just like you know kicks him down. And but then then fucking Snyder gets up with his gun and he's like, "I lied. I'm gonna mow you all down." <laughs> And uh, that's when the FBI, the very helpful the, FBI, shows up. Yeah, it should be the ATF. <laughs> yep. I'm like, because where were you guys five minutes hours. ago? He, uh, he had to wait one hour. So you're telling me that... Because that's what he promised. He had a stopwatch going on. <laughs> he is a company man to the T. He synchronized his watch so that one hour from now, he was be able to bust in with the FBI that should be the ATF. Okay, so my next question then is, how did they manage to shoot Snyder right in the shoulder when they all had guns earlier, but no one could do it? <laughs> they were waiting for the hour to be up. Oh, my God. No, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they all had guns. They all... I mean, someone's got good aim. Come on, guys. But, yeah, so they, they, they shoot him in the shoulder, and... um. Is that the end of the movie, Nathan, or is there well, no, one here, more scene? No, th- there's there's one more scene. But before we get to that, there during this fight, and this is before 
uh, Snyder is going to try to kill Grandpa and then he gets shot in the shoulder, as you mentioned. Mm. It comes to the point where Grandpa gets the upper hand and he actually has the uh, he has the, the ability to deal the death blow. He could kill Snyder and he doesn't. And to which I noted, you've already killed somebody in front of these kids. What's stopping you now? Yeah, where are your morals now? Right? <laughs> and then a father and son-in-law reunion is only emotion away. That's a parody. We don't know anybody anything. Sweet. You found a loophole. Right. Um, and, of course, because the boys have stopped an international weapons smuggling ring, they get pizza. Get pizza. And Grandpa, like you said, is like, ugh, pizza. So he's Splinter, obviously. But then there's one more scene. Okay, so we get, uh, we are, we we, as Canadians and other international listeners as well, are treated to an additional scene where the boys uh, confront the bullies uh, yet again, led by a young doughboy from Boys in the (laughs) Hood. And uh, they proceed to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Because and take take their bikes back. I, I want to know this. Okay. Actually, I think the, um, not Doughboy, uh, the, the, the white kid who's like the co-leader, I guess, of this bully gang. The one who kind of looks like Eddie Furlong's best friend in T2. Yeah, but it's not because that's actually Sam from Different Strokes. Yeah, yeah. And he was the voice of Dave the Barbarian, oh, fun sure. fact, or interesting know. tidbit. I mean, tidbit whichever interesting. you choose. It's more of an interesting tidbit, really, because, I mean, who says fun facts? I'm fucking lunatics. Savages right. in this town. Absolutely. He is riding Emily's bike. Yeah. And when they took the bike in the first scene, they said, that'd be a good bike for my sister. Maybe this and is just I... a super progressive movie. And he was actually talking about himself and was afraid because he was not living his best life because it was 1992 and that sort of thing was frowned upon. There you go. Yeah, but they um they do beat the shit out of these guys, take their bikes back, and as they're uh, driving away, uh, old Tom Tom gets one last bonk in on Doughboy. Roll credits to apparently a perfect song. Oh, the perfect song. Oh, it's a it's a rap. No, I did listen to some of it. Yeah. Because I immediately thought, oh, yeah, it's a rap, but the, the raps that were on the Ninja Turtles soundtrack was way better. <laughs> I, I just, any movie from the 90s that has its own theme song with the actors from the movie sometimes chiming in, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Like, like Hulk Hogan saying oh. it's, a, it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want... <laughs> a I, nice place to live, but you wouldn't want to visit there. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> See, this is, is a fine song, but it does not compare to T-U-R-T-L-E power. Oh, no, no. For sure. I'm gonna... I'm, you know what? I'm gonna I, I Hot take. Better than Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Oh, not, that's not a hot take at all. I agree. You know what? I just feel that there are a lot of people that might disagree with me on that. I do enjoy Robert Van Winkle's take on what it is to be a Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I feel that the Partners in Crime, because that's the uh, that's the name of the group that are partners. It was Partners in Crime, Partners in Rhyme, Partners in Rhyme. I think it was that uh, that did T U R T L E Power from the Ninja Turtles soundtrack did a far superior job because not only uh they let you know about how great the ninja turtles are they actually kind of spelled out the story of 
the Ninja Turtles movie, which is an amazing movie. <laughs> I just love, I love how in depth that was. <laughs> I listened to that soundtrack a lot. Actually, I had two copies of that soundtrack. I had one in in Raphael Red and one in Michelangelo Orange. All right. So that's three ninjas, right? Mm-hmm. That is three ninjas. So I guess that leads me to ask you, Brendan, mm. um, is this uh, worth a watch? Is it a drunk watch with friends? Are you going to attempt head trauma to forget it, or are you going to avoid it like the plague? This was a drunk watch for me. Yeah. I, I, I can see watching this as like just like a dumb kids movie. I kind of enjoyed how stupid it was. <laughs> so I'll say a drunk watch. And I okay, so fifteen year old me says worth a watch. I thought you were gonna but say fifteen year old me says a drunk watch. <laughs> oh, but forty three year old me says a drunk watch with friends, hundred percent. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous but endearing at the same time. Oh yeah, like and again, yeah. you mentioned like that one moment where they say the not so great word that they say, but that's. Mm. not very common in the movie no and uh, as you noted uh it only happens the one time yeah. and for uh a movie about three kids in late elementary to middle school it happens just that one time that's pretty great the only other thing is that i still question how many white people were in that family but regardless <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. do <laughs> well i mean at least we get we get to see boobtacular grandma twice there you go so, I mean, that's all right. And she was as blonde as blonde can be. Oh, yeah. She was Dolly in it, for sure. Uh, yes, thank you. She did look kind of like Dolly Parton, didn't she? <laughs> uh, but so uh, with that, we are actually going to take a break because uh, we got to pay some bills here. Uh, we will be right back. What were they It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back. A dinosaur story. Coming soon, although we've threatened it several times, it has not shown up. Maybe we should just never do it. No, no, no. Eventually it'll pop up because if we say it enough times, it'll make its way into the hat. One day. But this is our NPR moment. Uh, It's time for the low... Haiku. And Brendan, if you could be so kind as to describe what exactly is the low haiku? The low haiku is a haiku that uh, you and I read to our listeners. Uh, kind of sums up the movie we just spent uh, about an hour and some change describing. Uh, just in a nice, uh, poetic, 17-syllable driven quality. And I, I feel that this is actually very apt as this is a a far more Eastern uh, form of poetry, and we are talking about three ninjas. With 
all white people. <laughs> Except Mori Tanaka. Right. I, I do feel bad that uh, his last movie role was uh, Three Ninjas High Noon to Make Him Out. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is. It's like Raul Julia oh, in Street Fighter. Oh. Maybe, but, I think uh, maybe worse than that. Possibly, but uh, we will we will make with the poetry here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to stop with this uh, this modern parlance that we're using, yes. and we're we're going to get to uh, to our NPR uh, you know speaking vocabulary and lexicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you Would you like to start, Brendan? I would actually. Okay, please proceed. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Kid ninjas, aya, Home Alone section to boot, custom theme song. Yes. Very good. Thank Very you. good. Thank you. Uh, mine reads as follows. <clears throat> Three ninjas are we because they are super small and they're together. I've used a double a double meaning for the word we in mm. this case, but uh, we don't have time to think about that because no. we're getting out of NPR. <laughs> We have left uh, NPR Valley behind. I think that's exactly where that's where NPR is that's, is located. NPR Valley is that it? is that the Undertaker's gimmicked hometown? No, it's 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 adjacent. Oh, okay. I, I think I actually think they share a councilman. Uh, and then when you know uh, state elections are held, the people who are in Death Valley and in NPR Valley actually have to vote for the same representative. Oh, uh, so that's an interesting tidbit for you. Whether that little NBC logo comes up, uh, the exactly the more you know, yep, 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 the more you know, the more Tanaka, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking, (laughs) so okay, so we've had our we've had our say on this, Mm. um, but Brendan, as far as uh, our say, I I don't feel that our listeners should necessarily. Uh, just just hear what we have to say. In fact, we have a section uh, dedicated to this sort of thing. What, 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 what actually, what do we always say in this re- situation, Brendan? Well, in this particular situation, we do tend to remark... Don't take a word for us! That's right. Do not or don't, uh, because we're into conjunctions around here. Don't take our word for it, uh, Brennan. Uh, you can you can you kind of let me know what did the uh, what did the critics think of Three Ninjas? Well, I will preface this by saying there's only about 22 reviews, but okay. it looks like about a third. So it looks like 32 percent of the critics liked this film. All right, that's I. You know what? Given perspective that's not too bad mm-hmm. i'm assuming the audience they they probably enjoyed it a fair bit more uh, well it's still rotten but out of a hundred thousand one hundred thousand plus ratings 53 percent of the audience uh enjoyed this particular film okay all right well let's uh let's get into the legitimate ones um <laughs> and uh see what they have to say okay i will defer to you to go first as our usual Okay. Uh, stuff. Um, Gene Siskel comes out, comes in hot right off the bat, and he says, "Swinging." Oh yeah, comes in swinging. He says, "This is a miserable ripoff of the Karate Kid." He gave that a one out of four. You know what? I don't feel that it's a miserable ripoff of the Karate Kid because if that were the case, the kids would have been training uh, for a penultimate or an ultimate or penultimate showdown 
I feel uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely though like trying to get that level of because the karate thing was popular at the time, and I feel like. But it was due to the Ninja Turtles. It wasn't due to the Karate Kid. Maybe both. Maybe a combination no. of both. Because you get the no. old wise trainer. I know that's Ninja Turtles too, as well. Splinter. But I don't know. I feel like it's a combination. Okay. Well, I, I Kevin McCarthy uh, from WJKF-FM CBS Radio says, If you're under the age of 10, this movie was made for you three out of five. There you go. Because he's from CBS Radio. I got to do a radio voice. Uh, Nigel Kendall of Time Out says, Can the trio use their ninja secrets to escape? Will Granddad defeat the Gunrunner in hand-to-hand combat? If you can't guess the answers to these questions, you are under 11 and will absolutely love this film. Well, Stephen Holden of the New York Times, he noted, The film can't seem to make up its mind whether it wants to be a comedy, a fantasy, or an adventure film. Steven, why can't it be all three? <laughs> yes, Steven. Come on. Jeez. Apparently someone <sighs> no longer visits Never Never Land. Jerk. <laughs> uh, jo- uh, this will be my last critics one. Uh, John Hartle of the Seattle Times says, The movie is saddled with a junky visual style, haphazard editing, and occasional out-of-focus shots. One out of four. Okay. Well, uh, my last one actually comes from the Desert News out of Salt Lake City, oh. Utah. So, Stephen Izzy, apparently, uh, years and years ago, your uh, co- uh, country idol, Chris Hicks, uh, used to write, that's just for us yep. and the people in, in, in New Brunswick, he used to write movie reviews, and he writes, for me, Three Ninjas had its amusing moments, but it was also tedious at times. Uh, there's no rating out of anything here. Oh, it sounds negative to me. It is a negative review. Okay, it, it's got the green. Sp- Should we go into the uh, the snake pit? Yes, let's. The den of thieves. Yes, let's. <laughs> All See, right. I know how to improv. <laughs> the audience reviews. Um. Okay. Well, John H. Uh, he gives this movie five out of stars. And he says, a 32% rating from RT is ridiculous. This movie teaches kids good morals and independence and has an interesting storyline for a kid's movie. Still stands the test of time just for the fact that my five-year-old daughter is requesting to watch it again on a Friday night in 2021. Light the eyes, boys. Light up the eyes. By the way, I like how he stresses my daughter was requesting this and it was a Friday night. As if, like, this five-year-old girl would go out on the town on a Friday night? In 2021. Right? Like, what are so, you talking about, John? First of all, John Ham, given the <laughs> fact that it's 32% out of 22 adults reviewing it, I think 32 is a pretty respectable number for a kid's movie. Yeah, calm down, Don Draper. Right, just take a second there the FBI guy from the town. Yeah, relax, uh, other driver and baby driver. Yeah, I skipped the dishes guy. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, my first one comes from Timothy H. I can only assume that it's Timothy Hutton. Yep. And uh, he writes, it was a feel-good movie. The bad dudes were great. It would have worked if they had kept the cast together and maybe have faster hammer 
and Marcus could have returned for revenge. <laughs> no thanks. Five out of stars. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't want that sequel. Um <laughs> They got what do you mean? They got three of them. There were three sequels to this thing. Yeah, I just don't want that version of it. <laughs> okay. Uh Caleb M gives this half a star. And Caleb says, This sucks. I can't try to make a movie this bad. Making someone watch this is making someone watch child pornography. Everything about it just makes you want to shove a knife through your throat. Zero out of ten, worst movie ever. Um, let's cool it with the child pornography. Right? Comment. That's a Jesus. bit much. Holy. I don't that that by the really way, by the way watching child pornography doesn't make me want to shove a knife through my throat because I would never be in that first situation. <laughs> Anyhow, let's let's just just move on. That uh, this my next review. Hold on, is from hold on, Isaac. Nathan. I just have to report Calum on the Rotten Tomatoes page. You do that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my review comes from Isaac O, and I assume this is a stealth review, so he doesn't. We don't all know that it's Oscar Isaac. Oh. And uh, he writes, it's, it is cool. The lesson is to follow your dream no matter what people say. Five out of stars. I don't, don't see that. <laughs> we do get a nice reconciliation between the father uh, and, the, you know, the father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, the, you know, the, where Rocky and, and Colt and Tom Tom's dad is like okay with them training with uh, Maury Tanaka. Uh, to, to learn to be ninjas, but I don't the, the follow your dreams. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get that. Uh, and he didn't even finish it with beefcake, beefcake. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Samantha D says uh, five out of stars, and she says this movie. When I was a first kid, I'm so loving this movie. <laughs> Good, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, my next one, actually, I believe they left their last name off because it's just Paul F. And I'm pretty sure it's Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, sweet. And, uh, podcaster extraordinaire Mm -hmm. writes, a fun movie I grew up emulating with my brother and friends. Cheesy at times, but in context, a great, fun, butt-kicking kids adventure. Uh, three and a half out of stars, which I think is pretty appropriate. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this is my last one. It's from uh, Jordan C. Uh, we know someone, but I'm not saying his name because that guy's a fucking lunatic. Um, he gives it half a star out of stars. And he says, I hate this movie. It ruined my life. Jesus, that's a pretty easy life if three ninjas are ruined. I it. want the backstory, by the way. Please, yes. Well, my last one comes from Zerdovko P. Oh. Uh, spelled Z D R A V K O yeah P just like it sounds right exactly and he has a uh, I actually think it's a pretty succinct intelligent uh, almost cerebral take on this film and he writes <clears throat> excuse me I have to clear my throat <clears throat> I want to do it justice <clears throat> Rocky loves Emily Rocky loves Emily. <laughs> Rocky loves, loves Emily. Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Two and a half out of stars. Wow. Just amazing. Yeah. Amazing review. <laughs> so, 
So you know that's that's the uh, that's the tomatoes. That's their take on it. Uh, so take it as it were. Uh, we're gonna roll on here into a, a little recommendation section we've uh, we've been we've been using now for the last little bit uh, since we're all kind of you know staying in, isolating, quarantine, trying not to spread, getting our shots like I did today. Uh, not the the whiskey shots that I normally do before I record these things, but my actual vaccine shot. Um, but because we've been doing that, uh, we've actually been doing our best to you know, kind of keep ourselves entertained. Obviously, that's taking in a lot of media through streaming and things like that. So it leads me to beg the question, Brendan. Yeah. What you watching, bud? Well, I've got uh, I've got a real simple recommendation here. It's a movie that came out this year. It's a movie called Willy's Wonderland, and Sounds dirty. Oh, Nathan, if you want to see a movie where Nicolas Cage goes into a shutdown amusement park and beats the shit out of evil animatronics for an hour and a half, this is your movie. So this is the movie that they filmed because they couldn't get the rights to Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, too. It does definitely look like that, Um, but it's great. Like, I'm not going to I'm not sugarcoating it. This is so entertaining and Nicolas Cage is actually like he doesn't have any lines in the movie. It's a silent character. He doesn't talk at all. At all. He grunts and he kind of says like oh, or whatever, but like he doesn't speak any dialogue and it just makes his performance like something even like it, it's kind of it's very like you're into it, you know, cuz you like you don't know quite what he's doing, you don't know quite why he's there or how he got there. Um, so it adds this mysteriousness to him where you already have a mysteriousness to everything Nicolas Cage does because he's Nicolas Cage. But yes, this movie is gory. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Watch it. Um, update the AFI top 100 right now. Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> stick it in that list. And he was able to convey the insanity that is Nicolas Cage yeah. without saying a word. Without saying a goddamn word. Oof, I'm I'm kind of sold now. Uh, there's some Nicolas Cage movies. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of people say that they act like he is like a, uh, uh, a, a a person who can do no wrong, and I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> but this has this has got me intrigued. He's always so I, entertaining I, I think in bad shit, though. I think this is it's that that is that is fair. Yeah. That is fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What so Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. So uh, Nathan, mm-hmm. uh, what about you, bud? What you watching? Uh well I actually uh today I actually watched uh, an old movie that uh, I was I was misled um by the, the display art on uh, Tubi that uh, I thought the rock was going to play a lot bigger uh part in this movie uh but today I watched Empire State and um that aside the fact that I was waiting for more of the rock in this movie I was mm-hmm. actually kind of pleased with uh, some of the story. It's based on actual events. When uh, you say The Rock, you mean The Rock Don Morocco, right? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> uh, I mean Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and it uh, he plays he plays a cop, but uh, that's it, he's actually a, a supporting character. Uh, the movie itself centers on an armored car heist that really happened. Um and like twenty five million dollars was stolen. Uh, there's some there's some pretty good acting going on in it. I feel it probably flew under a lot of people's radar simply because that 
when it came out, again, The Rock was featured prominently in a lot of the um uh you know, the promotional materials for it and he's not in there, so it's, it w- it definitely would have fell prey to people being mad at it for being like kind of a bait and switch film. But if if you're listening to me and I'm saying, "Hey, if you're not going into it expecting a whole lot of the rock, you might actually be kind of pleasantly surprised. You might get some, you'll get some uh, Liam Hemsworth and Emma Roberts apparently. They, yep. Which I'm I'm I mean Liam Hemsworth fine. I'm definitely a Emma Roberts fan. Uh, led astray by you and Amanda the Jedi telling me that oh if you really like Emma Roberts you'll really like that new uh, The Hunt movie fuck you guys you didn't care for The Hunt no I liked The Hunt but you both told me Emma Roberts played such a prominent part <laughs> that she just gets gunned down or she just explodes in like the first 45 seconds <laughs> oh. so you did like The Hunt you did like The Hunt though right I did like the hunt. I think okay. I have to rewatch it because I think I might like it more on the on the rewatch. I my my favorite part about that that whole thing was, and I can't remember her name right now to save my life, but she was the um the the kind of snooty doctor and nurse Jackie. She's the 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 protagonist. And oh yeah, it's um what's her face from uh, Glow as well. I loved her. It was probably one of my favorite turns for her, uh, in a movie or in anything that I've seen her in, which tells me that. If she doesn't become a, a, a breakout star, she either is suffering from Jason Clark syndrome <laughs> or she's just wretched to work with. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of because I mean, she's yeah. clearly got range and she's got chops. Yeah. Or, you know, she's just a victim of the sexist Hollywood system. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I thought we fixed all that because uh, Harvey Weinstein is in jail. Hashtag, hashtag fire not wine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all better now. There's no more abusers in Hollywood. No, no, we they t- we took care of it all, right? We as men took care of it all. Yeah, ladies, <laughs> we got we this. Got all right. <laughs> God. Okay. So that that that's that's what we're watching, folks. Uh, that's that's what we're watching. Yep. Um, but what are we watching next week, Nathan? What are we watching next week? We're watching. Uh, for Listener's Choice Month, next week we're watching the religious epic, oh, yes. The Encounter, starring Steve Sting Borden. <laughs> not Gordon Sting Sumner. Unfortunately not. <laughs> so that's our small screen shameful next week. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just set your your RSS feeds to that. There you go. I yeah. was going to say PBRs, but we're podcasts. <laughs> Set your RSS feeds. Uh, it's called, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of someone setting it like an alarm clock. <laughs> they set it to download it as soon as it's released. Yeah, that's how that works. Don't make me Sub- feel old, Brendan. Subscribe. I mean, that's subscribing. <laughs> well, it's it's actually it's actually a little bit of extra because you're subscribing. But you're also setting it to download as soon as it's available. All right. You want to hear our hot take on the encounter. I feel like it's not going to be a hot take. <laughs> just <laughs> predicting that right now. Never you saw know, it. You, but... you, know, you never know. Uh, one of us might end up being born again Christians by next week. We don't. We, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> no, I will quit the podcast. Whichever one of us it is. Well, because yeah, if it's you, you're going to quit the quit the podcast because you, you can't take us all this drug talk and drinking exactly. talk and swearing yeah. and and uh, yeah. 
But uh, low yes, morals. That's, no more. That's coming up next week. Uh, if you'll if you'll pardon me a moment, I will get uh, a good friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, to come on and and pimp his YouTube channel. Okay. One second. Hello. It's good friend Montrose Monkington the third here, and I simply I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Uh, do check out my YouTube channel Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also be friends with me on Facebook in the Facebook group Montrose Monkington the third Esquire and friends, and you can also tweet at me on your Twitter devices uh, at Montrose the third. That's the number three uh, D. Um, you know, also, I, I believe, uh, we, we, someone called out to that Steve chap, uh, to tweet at me, uh, previously or before about what it was like to be a ninja in California. And if he had to wear safety goggles, what I'm saying now is do not at me, Steve. I don't want to hear it. Uh, make sure you send your ads, uh, to Brendan or Nathan or, uh, WWTT podcast. Thank you. More later. Wow, he quickly rejected that uh, that that uh, that idea there, Nathan. I think he just doesn't want to get spammed. I think. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't right. have opposable thumbs, so I mean, he's got. I mean, you got to take you got to take that into consideration. He it takes him longer to tweet something, even though that's, he hasn't tweeted anything in probably years. Yep. Um, but I'm glad Montrose did mention that we are WWTT Podcast on Twitter because that segues nicely into this next part. Um, but that's where you can find us. And we're also on Facebook. And we're on all the podcast apps, but our home base is Age of Radio. Big time! And you can find us there, ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. Um, we are on patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Check that out. Uh, T Public, Redbubble, all that good stuff. So that that well, that's that's this week's episode. Uh, everything is kind of tied up in a neat little package. Well, it is. It is. I mean, I'm sorry if that sounded sarcastic, but uh, but no, actually, it's not. It's not. Um, I I I do have to defer to you because Brendan, as mm-hmm. as the one who was was leading the charge on Three Ninjas, um, and the one who has actually can actually has tangible memories of having seen it the first mm-hmm. time. I I guess I defer to you. Do you have any questions about Three Ninjas? I have a few. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, proceed. Well, in a movie mm-hmm. in which a criminal mastermind like this guy Snyder um, right. apparently does not know how to hire intelligent people in his employ. No, because they're cheaper. Right. Aside from maybe Rushmore. But again, mm-hmm. he also gets taken down by children. Fairly easily. Fairly easily. Um, in a movie in which they, well, you know what? Kudos. You at least got the right Mario game sounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Shots but they don't know. Bong. Right. <laughs> but they don't know how tin can phones work. Mm-hmm. Um, in a movie in which the two bruhiest bruh, or the three bruhiest bruhs, um, travel around town in a van in a suburban neighborhood looking for kids to kidnap, uh, which they also ask their boss, any kids? Creepy. Right. In a movie in which um, they have a, a poop joke in a kid's movie in the 90s and they don't really go all the way with it. Mm, missed opportunity. Yeah, so much poop jokes. And in a movie in which, um, I mean... Ultimately, the good ninja wins with the aid of jelly beans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess I just have to ask. What's that, my friend? What were they thinking? Hiya! Going for mine every time you see me. Laugh and treat me bad, but you can't defeat me. I believe in myself, that's why you can't fade this. With a full logical, totally awesome arrangement. Prepare for any situation. Be it good, bad, or even petty application. Hanging out of school, trying to gain a reputation. All it's gonna get you is a long vacation. Power. Power of the kids. Power. Kid power. What is really going on? What makes you think you just gonna disrespect me, your friends, your family, and all the people around you? Ain't nothing gonna happen. I don't even think so. Hey, believe in yourself. Hey. <laughs> See, nobody moves, nobody get hurt. Man, you ain't gonna do that. So watch me work, cause I'm a sister this and a blister rapper grip. What up with that?